Skitter. Skitter. Skitter pal meow meow. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Skitter pal meow meow. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Hey, hey, how is everybody doing today? Welcome once again to another edition of the plug podcast with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Sorta. <laughs> <laughs> sort of is right. Sorta. I don't, what the fuck is going on with the Mountain Man? Uh, second week in a row, he's a no-call, no-show. You know, most jobs, that's, that, that's that's grounds for termination. Need to find out what's going on with this cat. <laughs> I'm telling you, because now, now we don't get that silly saying, and I don't get to respond to the silly saying, and if nothing else, that's what's pissing me off. Right. Oh, man. That- Sid, how has your week been, brother? Oh man, technically it's it's been good, man. So uh, actually, in all sincerity, that's probably a lie. It's been fifty-fifty. Uh, me personally, I've been all right. Same old, you know, dull stuff. I've actually been spending time with my daughter this weekend. But uh, Saturday night, uh, Sunday morning, I had a little late scare with mom. Uh, I had to cancel my show and take her down to the ER. Blood pressure was through the roof. And uh, luckily, it was just that. It was just her blood pressure, nothing serious. So we were able to come back home a couple hours later. And besides that, man, just sitting here, stuffing my face with all these damn hamburgers, hot dogs, fucking chicken wings, and whatever the hell I can get on here for the Memorial Day weekend. Nice, nice. Yeah, my, my week was extremely busy. Um, my only day off last week was Monday when we recorded our last episode. I worked Sunday. I worked, you know, and... Sunday was a six-hour day. The rest of the week, you know, 12 hours a day, 12 and a half hours a day. I ended up putting in just over 64 hours last week, so I was exhausted. Uh, <laughs> well, me and my girlfriend went to bed. Me and Jen went to bed Saturday night. I didn't get up till almost 11 Sunday. You know, which, wow. Yeah, and I, I typically don't sleep like that. When you have to be up at 4 o'clock every morning, 7, 7.30, you're pissed that you wake up that early, but then you're like, hey, you know what? I slept in three and a half hours. You know, uh, Sunday, that's just how tired we were. But uh, other than that, it hasn't been bad. Um, frequent flyer is gone for at least a little bit. Right now, it's one of those until further notices. And uh, at this point, I'm actually going to back off of frequent flyer a little bit. Um, uh, because of personal situation that is going on in their life. Maybe it's not so fair for me to blast this person anymore. So I'm going to ride it out, see what happens. Giving the benefit of the doubt. Um, things have come up that are brought to my attention by her relative uh, you know, that works there. And um, we're going to see if we can get that worked out. Hopefully everything does. Barring that, man, you know, had a pretty good show last night there at ThatMetalStation.com. Big Bushy Power Hour. 
to play it the stuff I haven't played ever, you know. I had some White Lion on, which was a lot of fun. Um, played some Hendrix, that was cool, you know. So I've had a good time. It's been kind of quiet because of the Memorial Day weekend. Um, and of course, the hours that I have my show on isn't real conducive to a uh, foreign audience. Although Nell did show up early as hell. She must have set her alarm for quarter to five because she was in my chat before five o'clock. You know, before five o'clock her time would be 11 o'clock p.m. our time. So that was badass. And yes, as we're recording this, it is Memorial Day. And what I want to tell people, because I should have this up by tonight if everything works out right. If you went out and thanked a vet for their service, you should be punched in the fucking jaw. Memorial Day is not about those that are serving alive today. It's about those who've lost the defense of this nation. So remember that. You want to thank a veteran today, you take your ass to a military cemetery. The veteran cemetery, you give your thanks there. You know what I mean? Yep, gotcha. I know my father, he's buried out here at Bogus City, Nevada, which is a little town very close to, uh, I can't say close to the Arizona border, but it's... I'm going to say maybe about 10-15 miles away from Hoover Dam, which is actually our border from uh, the upper northwest of Arizona and our southeast of Nevada. So it's kind of like a very Mesa triangle. But my father's buried out in Boulder City. I, I go to thank him. Uh, he wasn't killed in action, uh, thankful, you know, that I was able to have a father and stuff. But uh, I, I believe I talked about it before. Uh, he was there uh, at Vietnam during the agent uh orange era and might have contracted a little something from that which caused them to die at an early age he's been buried out there at Boulder city's veteran memorial cemetery uh since 91 pretty much so i'm hoping uh maybe after this little podcast you know the family take a trip down there when it gets a little cold because hell man we're at 103 right now for temperature and i don't think my mom would make that trip so but that's my plans for later tonight yeah it is definitely cold right. and rainy here for just weeks just weeks so i would take 111 there one kicked about got up the other day <laughs> it had been 30 or 40 degrees through the overnight i just turned the heat on in my truck and tried to fucking work are you kidding me it's, you know, damn it's, yeah it's the end of may i mean right i actually i bought a fire pit um I don't know, four, five, six weeks ago to prepare for the spring so we can start having fires outside because country life is good. I haven't been able to use the damn thing because after I bought it, it rained for four or five weeks. It stayed cold or you get one day where it was hot as shit for up here. So when you go from 50 degrees to 80 degrees, that's a 30 degree you know, temperature increase. It's hot. Yeah. You know, if you ease into it, it's not such a problem. But the only time we had those days is when I was at work. You know, it seemed like it'd be nice on the back half of the week, Wednesday to Saturday. Sunday to Wednesday, it was raining. <laughs> Which was just absolute shit. Wow. Saturday, I finally got to fire up the old fire pit, you know. And uh, me and the missus and little lady, we all sat out there. And they, they were making s'mores, cooking marshmallows and such. We just had a good time. I was rocking the jams from inside the house. It was a, it was a lot of fun. We did it again last night, although Nevada wasn't quite as excitable. Um, Jen didn't mm-hmm. get over until about quarter to midnight, so by then my fire was burning down. I wake up today wanting to grill out and things like that. No, I have to make a pot of chili. You know why? Because it's fucking raining again. So. Oh, man. I, I actually have one question about your show last night because uh, I, I 
did not honestly believe I saw and heard what I saw on the damn stream. Yes, she did play some Hendrix, I believe you did, and uh, I think it was what, White Lion you said that you had in there? Absolutely. Bro, please tell me somebody requested that Nelson you played last oh, night. Oh no, that was by design, brother. That was by design. I sat there, I was like, wow, man. I was like, Nelson, I was like, are you serious? I was like, I wonder if that was a request. And I'm, I'm in the chat for a little bit, and I'm scrolling back, and I'm scrolling back. And I'm like, no, that wasn't a request. I'm like, maybe he got that Facebook to him or whatever. So I just wanted to, you know, question you, because I've never seen you or anybody at the station play uh -uh. Nelson. So I, I thought it was awesome. You know, on your part, so that was pretty I, badass. I love to do shit that if Scott was listening, uh, the boss fan himself, that if he was listening, it would absolutely make him cringe. But you know what? I remember seeing an interview uh, with Matt and Gunnar Nelson back when that album was out, and they had some popularity. It was coming towards the end of the hair metal era, and they they asked asked those guys if they were metal. And they gave this long roundabout answer before they finally got to, but yeah, you know what? Yeah, we're metal. Okay, you know what? For that time, for what was going on, they were. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. You can't say they weren't if, you know, bands like ACDC were being called metal. Even though they really weren't, they still kind of fit into that category, you know? So, right. you know, Bon Jovi was considered metal back in the day. I remember Dee Snyder getting pissed off when Bon Jovi come out. He's like, what the hell is this? He can you can play metal and smile? What is this crap all about? Right. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, I, uh, I like Nelson. I don't give a flying fuck what anybody else thinks. I think they're great fun. You know? And I, right. I really dig that album. So, you know, screw it. And their father, the late, great Ricky Nelson, I'm a fan of his, too. Yep. Well, here, here's just something that's going to throw you a little off. But um, I know that we have a lot of... Well, because of Mountain Man, we have a lot of Southern listeners and stuff like that. And I just want to mention that uh, we did lose another rock legend this weekend. Greg Goldman uh, passed away, I believe, at the age of 69. 69 years I, old, yeah. Yeah, I, I was never into the Almond Brothers, but I know the Almond Brothers were huge. Huge. And uh, I just wanted to say, damn, you know, that, that I don't know what's happening. I can at least tell you like this, man. He didn't cobain himself, that's for sure. So, you know, yeah, rest true, easy. True story. Um, I'm, I'm more of a casual Almond Brothers fan. I, I, I can't lie about that at all. But uh, what they did for Southern Rock, what they did for rock and roll in general in that time period, was absolutely amazing. And, and, and what's going on with a lot of these guys is time. All right. You know, a lot of our heroes are just flat out getting older. I, uh... I, uh, I actually mentioned this, um, if you listen to the uh, exclusive that uh, Ralph Vieira put up on, on, on that podcast page, Rock and Metal Combat podcast page, another YouTube page, we had uh, you know, a little offshoot discussion about Chris Cornell, and um, you know, we talked to Kiss and Rush, because it seems like everything is taken into Kiss Black Hole, when you, especially when you're talking music. And that was because I had said that, you know... Um, you know, when Gene Simmons dies, I'm going to have to take a day off of work because he's, like, been one of my idols for years and years and years. But, right. but the fact remains, our heroes are getting old, you know, at uh, right. 69 years old, while with all the medical advances we have these days, a lot of these guys were involved in a lot of drugs and alcohol when they were younger, so it shortens your life expectancy quite a bit. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, when Levy went, I was, I was surprised it was cancer that got him. 
<laughs> to be honest with you. Because this is a dude that says, fuck it, I'm going to keep doing drugs, I'm going to keep drinking a fifth of Jack Daniels a day, I'm going to keep smoking cigarettes, and you ain't going to tell me otherwise. I figured one of those things would get him. Not, uh, and, and I think really what happened with him is he just gave up. What was it, two days after diagnosis, he was gone. Yeah. I think he just gave up at that point. But yeah, Greg Allman, Allman Brothers Band, the way Allman died years ago. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a sad day for the music world. It, you know, it, it was a double sad week with Chris Cornell's passing and such, so... With him, it was, with him, it was worse because he's so young and it looks like it was self-inflicted. So, you know, Greg Allman, at least it was natural causes. Right. You know, speaking of, speaking of musicians and stuff, I was watching some killer TV yesterday. Because uh, <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> I, I was watching this, uh, I forget what the show was called. But basically, they try to figure out what the cause of death is was for some of these celebrities that died, I mean, years ago. Uh, so I watched the one on Jimi Hendrix. Um, what they do is they get this world-renowned uh, forensic uh, pathologist to go through all the evidence from the autopsy files, you know, to go through all the evidence from, you know, eyewitness accounts and such. And it always been kind of said that, um, even according to the autopsy, back in 1970 when Hendrix died, that he had aspirated on his own vomit. This guy, you know, with all these great medical advances, was able to research a little further and find out that is not what happened. It was probably most likely an accidental overdose of a barbiturate sleeping pill that he took the night of his death. Um, mixing the red wine that he was drinking, and he was drinking more wine than he typically did. You know, mixing that with the eight or nine pills that he most likely consumed is what was responsible for Shutting down his lungs is what happened. To shut down his lungs was shut down oxygen to his brain and his heart, and that's what killed him. I was fascinated by that. Um, well, who else did they go through? Because Hendrix is the one I remember. I also remember I was watching something on Biggie. It was really good, and they pretty much decided that they'd know who killed him, but they're never able to do anything because that guy's dead. And the same thing with Tupac. You know, the guy was pretty sure he knew who killed Tupac, but they can never bring him to trial because, again, in a gang shootout, that guy is dead. The fascinating thing is all that talk back in the 90s, you know, about the whole East Coast, West Coast, it was a retaliation for the killing of Tupac, and that's why Biggie got killed. That's pretty much out of the question. Um, every, all, all the evidence points to that's not what happened. You know, the Tupac thing was he got into an altercation, you know, jumped the guy, you know, coming out of that club or that, uh, that, uh, that, Mike Tyson. MGM Casino. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He jumped the guy and all of his entourages beat the piss out of this dude. The guy he, they beat the piss out of was a player and I, I want to say it was the Crips in, uh, in uh, LA over there in Compton. And as everybody knew where everybody was going after this fight. There was a big after party going. This guy came up and just blast, blast, blast. Security's kind of a fault because normally when you run a security, when you come to a stop, you've got a car in front, a car behind, and one on each side. There was a lapse in judgment there because Pac was able to get killed because there were no cars riding shotgun to either side of these guys. You know, so I thought that was you know kind of crazy. I kind of wonder if uh, Suge Knight wasn't paid as a uh, boys enough to uh, run security. Right. I didn't realize um, I... how young Pac was. Man, he was only 25. Right. I'm um, actually, it's, it's kind of funny because, like I said, I do listen to some hip-hop because that's 
pretty much my sister listens to and her husband and stuff like that. But I'm actually looking forward to that documentary that's coming out. I want to say it's June 16th. All eyes on yeah, me. I can't yeah. wait, man. I'm a, I, I, I want to see that. Yeah, me too. And it's, it, it's funny because I like all music. You know, I, there's things from every genre that I can tell you that I like. Um, I just prefer metal. You know, everybody knows that. But even my brand of metal isn't what some people call metal. But that's fine. I don't care. I prefer the more blues-based, hair metal, whatever. But that is my favorite stuff. You know, nine times out of ten, if you walk by my place, you're going to hear some form of metal blasting through my window. Other times, you might hear some country there's other times you might hear some old school hip hop and even more old school than, you know, Tupac, things of that nature. I'll go back to NWA and Ice-T days, you know, because I like right, that Public stuff. Enemy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Public but enemy. I also <laughs> like cheesy stuff, man, because it's no secret. I like Vanilla Ice. Don't care. I dig it, man. Ice, Ice, baby. Love that Flat shit. top. Yeah, had a little flat top going, the big old baggy pants. Hell yeah. Oh, my There's goodness. There's videos That's... of me rapping that song, man. Somewhere out there. Funny thing was, uh, me, Jen, and the band went to a Halloween party, not last year, the year before. I was blitzed. Of course I was blitzed. And, um, Nevaeh wanted me to go do karaoke with her. That's the song she picked. And people were laughing at me because I wasn't looking at the screen. <laughs> wow! I just know that song, dude. Damn, that's awesome. That's awesome. That That's that's how you know you got either that song memori- memorized in your head, or you're just that damn good. Hey, that's, that's dude, when that song came out, you know, it was played on the local radio stations all the time. So you were just constantly bombarded by MTV and, you know, your VH1. terrestrial radio. You just hammered with it. So yeah, I, I love that stupid too. I like MC Hammer too. I don't, you know, I don't give a rat's ass. Can't touch this. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Hell yeah, <laughs> but I, I like some more deep cuts, man. Speaking of that Too Legit album, there's a song that's actually more of a religious song. It's actually my favorite jam on that album called Do Not Pass Me By. Shit, shit. Ah! Great. All right, I have to check that. Hey, hey you remember uh, when we were saying like old school hip hop? Do you remember that guy from Boston who had a brother in that little pop band called New Kids on the Block and then, uh... Marky, Marky, the funky bug? Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Oh, I knew the name. I was just, you know, I was trying to build up the hype a little bit. Yeah, but Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I think my favorite track was that cover he did of the Wild Side. That literally was by his good. I hate Marky Bark. Girls, man, like it was crazy. Like I was going to junior high school at the time, and then girls had posters. Like they opened their lockers and they got them in this Calvin Klein boxes. I'm like, you know, the principal caught you with that in your locker, you'd be like so screwed right now. Like, oh my god, like I didn't know what the big deal was, but I'm so glad he went from hip hop to freaking acting because this acting is way far superior than his fucking actual rapping skills so like his acting he's done i mean some of the movies he's done are kind of like cheesy whatever i'm trying to think of one that you know i literally can't think of one that i thought was bad um i did like his comedic style in ted and the sequel now for like uh, a perfect storm that was a deeper movie i haven't seen that movie that he did with the uh the oil oil drilling movie i'm gonna still try to check that one out i haven't seen that one either or patriots day both based yeah, on uh, the, 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 the yeah. actual events so 
But yeah, I, I dig Mark Wahlberg as an actor. I loved him in that um, Navy Steel movie. Why can't I never grab that name when I need it? You would think I'm sitting here half-cocked the way my memory works. Right. What the hell was the name of that? Lone Survivor. That was about Survivor. Marcus Luttrell, the four guys in uh, Afghanistan that uh, basically were overrun by 200 uh, you know, Al-Qaeda members. And then a member of the Muslim community over there actually gave him refuge and protected him until our guys uh, got in there uh, to pull him out. Um, great film. Mark Wahlberg, like I said, played the, uh, the part of Marcus Luttrell. Great film. Very difficult to watch. But uh, well worth it. Well worth the watch. And if you're a patriot of any kind, I highly recommend that uh, Recommend that movie. Oh, definitely. I'll, I'll be watching that party, party tonight, as a matter of fact, just because it's Memorial Day, man. Just I do that same shit. It. I've already watched Midway. You know, the great right. Charlton Heston flick, World War II movie. Right now, Saving Private Riot is on. <laughs> the screen yep. actor is just muted, so... That's kind yeah. of a tradition of mine too. It's like it's like May Fourth, man. You gotta watch Star Wars. It's just a rule. Right. I mean, the other good movie. You see, the the one movie I was wanted to tell you about was uh, Boogie Nights and the uh, fucking Boogie Nights and uh, Daddy's Home. I mean, those those two movies. I was like, um, that to me, in my opinion, wasn't like his best movies. But one of the movies he was good at that we forgot about. That is my opinion by far badass just because the way he played his role was the one we he did with Jack Nich- Jack Nicholson and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon the the, the party and Martin Sheen yeah. yeah Martin Sheen was also in that movie that by far is one of my favorite all-time Mark Wahlberg films right there I got that shit on blu-ray man <laughs> yeah, yeah that was a great film but you know what so was four brothers you know, four brothers also deep too What's that? Oh, I said it was deep, man. That you know, they here you got four brothers who are not biologically related, but were raised by this woman, you know, to keep away from violence in the house. She was done to all. I fuck, I just spoiled it right there. Who cares? That movie's so yeah. old. They've seen it. Yeah, it's got gunned down and stuff, and it's like, oh man, you know, and they, you know, basically go out and seek out who, you know, caused it or whatnot, so. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty good film, I enjoyed it. I, I, I actually liked Boogie Nights, too, I can't lie, I thought that movie was great. Daddy's Home was interesting, I didn't expect that to go the way it did, but that one is probably not my favorite. I, I'm, I'm in the minority here on this one, though, Ted hated it. Hated it. I don't fucking understand the talking teddy bear. Um, I, I, I never a, did either. I think it's a silly concept. I think it's a horrible movie. I, you know, and it was so bad I didn't even bother watching Ted 2. It was like, no, you already got me two hours of my life I could never get back. You're not going to get me for four. Right. <laughs> but all right, man. If you're President Trump, he has landed. He is back today. He was at Arlington National Cemetery at the Tomb of the Unknown with the annual presidential thing. You know, he was um, laying the wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. He was also in the part of the cemetery that was all uh, Iraq War and Afghanistan War uh, uh, soldiers that uh, you know died in the line of defense, um, meeting with their families. So I think that's great. It, you know what? Love him or hate him, you know, because he's having a hard time getting legislation passed just because if he doesn't do exactly what the Republicans want him to do, they're going to stop it. 
Democrats are going to stop it no matter what just because, oh, my God, it's Trump, fuck him. You know, but uh, the guy loves our veterans. And I, uh, I like to see the fact that he, instead of just doing the replaying at the Tomb of the Unknown, he went out and met with families and such. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm not saying Mr. Obama never did that. I just can't remember it. I did. I, I tried not to pay attention to a lot of the news because it was such a media love fest with that guy that um, if he did something wrong, you, you couldn't speak on it. You know. So I, I'm not sure if he did or didn't. I know that uh, there's reports of him being disrespectful towards veterans, and uh, I've seen video of him getting on a helicopter, walking right by the guy guarding, not giving him a salute due to the commander-in-chief who better. But uh, it, you know, the, the, you know, the pilot wouldn't lift the burden, so he went out there and rented courtesy to that, uh, that soldier, that Marine, which I thought was fucking awesome. Right. It, it, put that in context. How ballsy do you have to be when your commander-in-chief, you notice he just boarded your aircraft without rendering courtesy to the Marine standing post? And he's like, mm-hmm, no. Go, go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you like this, either, <laughs> either that's his brother, man, or that's literally his brother. But that was straight respect for that pilot to sit there and do that for the Marine that was on guard there. And for Obama not doing that shit, bro, man, you just better hope that uh, you don't have somebody sneak up on your back one day. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's anything to worry about, but I, I, I do think when, when you're commander-in-chief, um, that you know that that title means something. You're not just the president of the United States of America, commander in chief of the United States Armed Forces. And uh, you need to show respect uh, to those that uh, that are serving you. You know, frankly, that's like I wasn't a huge uh, President Clinton fan, but I saw President Clinton speak over there at McGrath Gym. Um, he used to be called the Soldiers Gym on Fort Drum, you know, home of the 10th Mountain Division, kind of glory. Uh, when we came back from our uh, deployment to Haiti, he came and spoke to the soldiers. And um, I wasn't a fan of him or his policies, but you know what? I was my commander in chief. I went and paid my respects, you know, saluted him when he walked in the door. Because uh, why wouldn't I, you know? That, that, that was ultimately my boss, you know? And um, he gave a good speech. Uh, he didn't politicize it very much, which I thought was outstanding. Lots of security, which is hilarious because you're so you just come back from a place where everybody's walking around. But back then we had the M16, too. We were hadn't moved into the core area yet. Not the regular soldiers. Uh, special ops may have been using those. But um, yeah, I thought that was a great time. Mr. Trump's visit abroad. Do you think that was successful? Unsuccessful? Man, it doesn't matter. What about his speech to NATO? Honestly, I didn't see his speech on NATO. I know he said some stuff that NATO didn't like, but uh, <laughs> called him out. Yeah, the the fact that so- the Saudi Arabian community and people out there, their leader, greeted him the way they did. Man, I mean, they had a marching band. They they went like all out for him, and I I couldn't recall ever seeing any other president receive any type of uh. And we're not just talking Obama. I'm talking any president since I've been born since 79. Never seen it. Never seen it. And the fact that Trump, man, he was just like, they they bowed at him. I mean, the Pope. Jesus Christ. I mean, he went and saw the Pope. He went to the Western Wall out there, man. Like, it's I seen those images, whether his... Um, his trip over there to Europe or Eastern a- or Western Asia, 
I looked at it and the way I was seeing it as TV as it it was a successful trip. Whatever he discussed with him, which we all we we don't know until time tells. Uh, I'm just hoping you know that the violence stops down. You know they realize hey we got more allies now and you know I I think Trump technically is trying to create peace, man. Like severely, and he's put mad effort into it. Not like these other presidents. Oh, peace in the Middle East. No, Trump is like literally. Look, we're gonna have peace, or we're gonna have a problem. So, like, he's making it. You know, like he's putting his foot down, man. Like I'm telling you, a lot of people don't like Trump because you know they're like, oh, he doesn't have any history running like political. Like he was never a governor, never a mayor. So fucking what? The man didn't fight in any war. He didn't graduate high school. So fucking what? He has balls to do what other presidents have not done yet. Give him that. Wait, Trump went to college. What do you mean he didn't graduate high school? Trump didn't go to college. No. He sure fell did. Did he? He sure Help me out here. What, 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 what college did he go to? Hold on, I can, uh, with, with the power of the interweb. Right, I'm looking right now, too. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, because then I'll have to crack myself. Yeah, Hold he, on here. He, he's absolutely a uh, college graduate. Yeah, because I could have sworn they said he dropped out in high school or something. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, I stand corrected here. Uh, unless this is uh, not the... Well, I put Donald Trump in college. Apparently, he attended Fordham University from 64 to 66 and then attended uh, Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania back in 68 as well. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. I stand corrected. See, that's what happens when you watch fucking TV and you get your information wrong. <laughs> Trust yeah. the interweb. Yeah, they uh, they, they like to act like he uh, he's a moron. Oh, this this man is a college graduate. Um, he's actually very smart. Um, they like to say because oh, oh yeah, look at he's had like five or seven bankruptcies. Well, first of all, uh, uh, Donald Trump, the man, has never gone bankrupt. Uh, he has had some failures in business, what, five or seven? How many companies has he run? You know, yeah, that's how you measure success. And uh, I think he measures uh, measure success by failure. Because how do you learn from and succeed on the next level if you don't fail at some point? But, you know, whatever, like I said, it's just this total media bashing on Trump. And Democrats can't, they can't bother to try to give him a chance. Uh, I feel bad about that because I, I certainly like to try to give him a chance. The uh, the Pope didn't look like necessarily he was all that impressed with Donald Trump, but you know, fuck the Pope. I I, I, I don't care. Uh, I, I'm not a big religious guy. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't call myself an atheist. Probably more agnostic. There might be something up there, but until you prove it to me, uh, it, it, it's up in the air, and I'm certainly not going to sacrifice any of my life on some ideal. Um, I still think it was successful. Now, the other side of that is when he landed in Brussels, uh, all kinds of protests from those people and you know, whatever. You know, the, the the government took him in well, but, you know, of course, socialists just don't like Donald Trump. The NATO thing I thought was great when he called him out about their um, not giving... Every, everyone's supposed to give 2% of their gross domestic product to NATO so that we can defend each other. They got mad because Trump didn't use all, you know, attack on one, attack on all. He's like, uh, bitch, we're paying. So, so if they attack you and you ain't paying us, oh, I'm good, I'm, I didn't see it, fuck them. Fuck you, you know. 
That's crazy. I don't, I don't have a problem. I thought it was great to stand up tomato the way he did. Um, I like the terror speech he's giving, uh, in particular because of what just happened in Manchester, um, you know, in the United Kingdom. It, 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 this to me is extremely horrific because of the venue, not not just because of you know Manchester Arena or whatever, but it's what was being you know what was going on there at the time. An Ariana Grande concert. Now, this could just be the cynic in me talking, but uh, I'm pretty sure there weren't a lot of adults there, other than those going to pick up their children. So what did we have? Uh, I believe it was 29 confirmed dead, and uh, 59 or 22 confirmed dead, 59 injured. The number has jumped all over the place. I know that the youngest victim I've seen was eight years old. And it, it starts to raise this question of, okay, look, when are we going to stop being so politically correct? And when are we going to actually start attacking this issue head on? Because we're crippling ourselves with political correctness. We're absolutely crippling ourselves. Because they don't want you to name the enemy. Well, you know what? You have to name the enemy. Uh, if you're a radical Christian and you're killing people, I'm going to name you that way. You know, if you're a radical Jew killing people, I'm going to name you that way. If you're a radical Islamist, I'm going to name you that way. We have to root out these people, because I don't believe any of these religions in and of themselves are, are, are violent by nature. I think once you hijack a religion and start leaning it a certain way, that's when you become an issue. Now, in Manchester, this guy was native-born. Uh, he was born in the UK. His parents were from, I want to say, Syria. Syria or Libya, I, I, I don't remember which, so... You're out there listening, don't get pissed off. I don't remember which fucking terrorist-sponsored country they're from. But this guy had just gone back to Syria and had arrived back in uh, the UK three days before he carries out this horrific attack. Why target a place where you know the majority of the uh, patronage, so to speak, is going to be kids? Uh, out of all those injured, I think it's the 19 or 20-some uh, of those injured we're under the age of 16 years old. How horrific is that? Okay, I know you want to spill the blood of the innocent, but come on, children? Are you kidding me? Man, the way I look at it, one, it's a coward act. I mean, two, like you said, it was an Ariana Grande concert. You, the, the, first of all, the arena holds max capacity is 21,000. So let's say technically, like you said, there weren't many adults there. You have probably maybe 3% of that population were adults. The rest, I kid you not, were all pretty much teenage girls. Unless, you know, you had a boy who's into Ariana Grande. I mean, she is a hot actor or a hot singer, don't get me wrong. But you're not going to really see a young gent, you know, up in the concert, you know, right there supporting her or whatever. Uh, I don't know about that, yeah, that's going into a different kind of stereotype that I'm not going to get into. Because right, right, people right. like pop music, okay? There's, yeah. But the point is, the majority of it was kids. That's the point I want to make. I don't want to... Oh my but god, yeah, I can't believe for the first time I'm going to say this. I got I to gotta stay gender neutral on this one. I want to keep it with an age thing. These were kids. Some of them were children. I mean, an eight-year-old little girl dead. Because this guy wants to blow up and you know, set off a goddamn nail bomb, you know, suicide bomber by nail bomb. So not only do you have the repercussion of the of the whatever 
uh, explosive he was using, but you're sending out projectiles. He was there to inflict maximum carnage. Now, he obviously couldn't get inside the arena, so he did it, uh, I believe last report I saw was by a merch booth. You know, like people were leaving the show. Exactly, that's what I heard too. You know, that's what, what mindset do you have to be in? How is it possible to brainwash somebody into believing, hey, guess what? You know what would be a good idea? There's this event going on. There's going to be a lot of kids there. Let's go kill them. Because I don't think what you're going to do at that point is have a nation say, oh, you know what? We, we can't do this anymore. We're going to have to bow down to these people. That's not the response you're going to get. When you start killing people's kids, you're killing people's children, you have just strengthened the resolve. I would imagine if something happened to my daughter, you would have to pray the police got to you before I did. Because I'm not going to be nice, tase you, and lock you up. I'm going to hurt you, and I'm going to hurt you slowly, and probably have to spend the rest of my life in prison because of it, because of these laws that they have, you know, in place to protect people like that. Right. You know, yeah, I look at it. My, my daughter's, you know, just is about, well, probably about a year younger than yours, man, and that, that just, it, it touched me, because, man, I, like I said, I got three nieces, I got my daughter, and I can't remotely even imagine them going out here to a concert in Las Vegas uh, and enjoying themselves by themselves. Like, I would have to be there. Like, it's to that point where we have to guard our children now because of people like this and stuff like that. I'm thankful that it's never been uh, a terror attack like that out here. I mean, we did have one time where uh, a couple went off on a um, shooting spree and killed two uh, off-duty cops at a restaurant. But that was about as terrorists as we got we haven't had nothing major here like that in a while and i hope nothing like that ever happens to be honest so. yeah it's uh it's an absolutely scary concept because it's happening more and more and, and what's bothering me more is the whole um home drone terror aspect of it mm. you know, isis swore they'd be able to get in and they've been able to do it through the internet you know they're able to you know, converse with people and talk them into doing things. Um, those two people out in San Bernardino, the uh, the, the husband-wife team, what, wasn't that like a Christmas party or a holiday party of some sort? Yeah, yeah everybody's was... there having some drinks, having a good time, and they opened fire. Yeah, yeah, there were two radicals, definitely husband-wife. They apparently the wife, uh, while they were in the process of doing their uh, their attack or whatever, she had claimed allegiance to ISIS. And stuff, but uh, ISIS swore they didn't claim the the they didn't put the hit out basically, which I find bullshit. But technically, I mean, ISIS usually does bombs and like vehicles and stuff like that, you know, suicide bombs. So to see these two people just you know try to do a Bonnie and Clyde type shit on innocent people, it's like I, I don't know, man. And that that was pretty close to home because San Bernardino for me is about roughly. Depending who's driving in the family, it's either a good 35 to 45 minute drive or a good hour and 30 minute drive from where I'm at. So, yeah, that's pretty damn close to Vegas for me, so. Right, right. Well, and, and here's the thing. ISIS doesn't just do bombs. They just shot the shit out of a uh, bus full of Christian people from Egypt. You know, <laughs> shot them all to hell. Uh, so they're definitely not above uh, uh, using guns. I mean, hell, they lop off heads, they burn people alive, they drown them in a cave. These, these, this is just the 
the ultimate brutality. And uh, what scares me is people here, or, you know, as with what has happened in Manchester, or, you know, what happened in Brussels, it seems to be we're, we're getting people, we don't even have to infiltrate them anymore. All they have to do is watch the propaganda films. I mean, the, the nightclub shooting in Orlando, this guy swore allegiance to ISIS. As he went into a, you know, a homosexual bar, it just started opening fire on a bunch of people trying to have a good time and dance the night away. For what? Right. Because, you know, it's, it's an extreme vision of, of, of the Muslim religion. Homosexuality is a sin. But according to these people, you're supposed to kill them. You know, you're supposed to kill them. I, I don't understand that. I mean, these are the people that go gay people off the roofs of buildings just because they're gay. I think that's, you know, horrific. It's horrifying. And we need to come up with a solution to end these guys. Um, my solution wouldn't work because it would scare the rest of the world. But my solution is called tactical nuclear weapons. And just eradicate them. You have to eradicate them, wipe them from the face of the earth. The problem is right. getting rid of the ideal after that. The other problem is when you're talking about a nuclear weapon, we're talking about huge non-combatant, huge civilian casualties, and that's not acceptable. And without knowing who these people are, we can't send a message in, hey, you guys got 10 minutes to get the fuck out because all hell is coming. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, that, yeah, that's by far, I think, well... That, that ranks probably in one of the top five uh, death tolls there because 49 people lost their lives because this one guy 50 injured. Hell, man, I was watching uh, news clips. Uh, there was one guy who was texting his mother in the bathroom while the, the assailant was up in there and told his mom that, you know, he was going to die. Like, I mean, like, what... What do these people go through, man? Not not, not just the the victim of, of the terror attack, but these families, man. Like this poor mother, like to be defenseless and helpless. Like, like do do you, it's kind of hard to say. Like uh, like me, I would rage if something got that happened to my daughter, or my nieces, or any any close friend of mine. I would rage. I'd be like you. You go, you're gonna have to put me in prison. I I come. You only have to take me to trial. I'll be that guilty as the charge whatever but the the fact that these terrorist acts man like like you got the orlando nightclub shooting i mean this guy either had an issue or was told to you know take these people out like i mean he it was a damn let me check here i think like a, a standoff which ensued which took three hours before the police killed him it's like i don't know man it's it, it's that and i mean we, we've had even worse ones we had that little uh shooting i, I want to say it was upstate new york or connecticut with those little kids, man, a couple of years back, man, a little kid carried a gun into school, and uh, we're we're not talking high school, we're talking kindergarten school. Yeah, elementary school, like, Sandy Hook. Yeah, yeah Sandy Hook, man. Yeah, like, that's oh. a way to. I, I I struggle with all of a sudden all these shootings like that are happening. That's random. Uh, I. I I always question those things, and it it, it might even be conspiracy theorists. But it seems awful strange that in the eight years that Mr. Obama was president, all of a sudden, all of these, you know, shootings in schools and such were happening. I, I call that suspect. Um, I'm not saying it's not tragic that these children were killed. I'm saying it's awful strange all of a sudden these gun crimes were happening while they're trying to push a, you know, an anti-gun agenda. 
Um, this terrorist thing is separate from something like that. Um, right. You know, because uh, when you're talking about mental instability, mental illness, like the guy out there at, at the movie theater that blew all those people away trying to reenact the Joker and all that stuff, that's an obvious mental illness. Uh, that's not swearing allegiance to ISIS and Allah to wipe out the infidel. And that's kind of a different thing. Um, is it an act of domestic terrorism? Sure. But we got that guy. That guy's locked up. He ain't getting out anytime soon. These people, they're hard to spot because they don't want to racially profile because how do you profile a religion? Um, that's a thing. Islam is not a race. It's a religion. You and I can be hurt if we want to see uh, But that extreme ideology is what petrifies me, and nobody wants to hit it head on. Now, nobody wants to come up with a solution. But I'm sure there are hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of the veterans that would be more than willing to start double tapping on these subjects. You just got to unleash the power of the United States military. Unleash it. Send it forward. And you know what? Some of these countries, if you want to leave them in your country and let them blow shit up and kill people, hey, that's your cross to bear. But when you start hitting these outside countries, you know, Brussels, uh, 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 what's that, Belgium, I believe, uh, France, you had the issues in France, um, now Manchester, the United Kingdom, uh, we've had the issues here in the United States. This is what it becomes a worldwide problem, and all these worldwide leaders need to, you know, Pull the tampon out of your ass and get ready to, you know, take the war to them. I don't know that the rest of the world is ready to do that. The rest of the world seems kind of soft. Right. It's it's crazy, man. Like I don't know. <laughs> don't knew. It's I'm just tired of seeing violence, brother, on TV, man. It's sometimes why I tune out, man. Or somebody will hit me up on Facebook or. I'll see a post from my sister would come in and be like, hey, did you see this? Did you see that? And I remember, man, ha. Ah, I remember when she told me that one time. Uh, I want to say, as a matter of fact, it was 2001, 9-11. Woke me up at about 5, about 5.40 in the morning our time and was like, turn on the TV. And uh, turned on the TV and I see uh, the first tower just up in smoke. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on and you know I'm seeing like the bottom headlines it said bomb goes off and stuff like that I'm like that doesn't look like a bomb because I'm looking at it and I'm watching I guess from like the Empire State Buildings camera or whatever focusing on it and I'm looking I'm like I can clearly see what's an imprint of a fucking plane I'm like why are they saying this is a bomb I was like that clearly looks like a plane so I spent about 15 minutes talking to my sister on the phone man and all of a sudden like i'm still watching the tv holding my cell phone talking to her having a cigarette conversating about you know our memories that we shared with our father going up into when we were little kids and all of a sudden i just see this second little plane come right up in onto the second building and i'm like what the fuck just happened right there i'm like is this shit for real and she's like oh my god did you see that and i was like I was like, we're at fucking war, dude. I was like, that's it. That's second building. I was like, yeah, that shit's not going to be tolerated by the by the government. So, yeah, I think was... that was Go ahead, the most, yeah, the most horrific uh, act I saw that day, man. Like, wow, dude. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. that's crazy. Absolutely. I, I remember too. I was uh, woke up by my roommate, and that was his first statement: "Wake up, we're at war." 
And uh, you know, I got up, you know, what the hell's going on, go to turn the television on it's the same way. And that's what you see. Uh, I don't know where the um, I don't know where the camera was. I don't know if it was across the river or what. But um, yeah, you see the you know see the one building on fire and you know all the reporting going on. And then the second plane hit. I was horrified um, watching that, and I was glued to it all day. You know, and uh, you, you're sitting there, you're watching, you know, watching people leap to their death. Uh, I was just down there in um, March and I tell you what me and Jen were looking up at the new World Trade Center which is a you know, significantly higher than the original one but I was sitting there looking up and it's like can you believe the torment that people are going through that they decided to jump out of those windows and just fall to their death and it, it, it's a somber somber place uh, it, it brings tears to your eyes. We both sat there wiping tears from our faces. We're looking up at this building and we're looking down where the two towers actually stood, where there are, where there are now wells of water, with the name of all the people that uh, you know that died there. It's a very, very somber place to be. Uh, I remember watching the towers fall. I remember the, you know those images are burned into my the people running away from the clouds that are coming at them. And you know, yeah. it, it was that day I knew the world was forever changed. Um, now, I've seen the conspiracy theories about it was bombs that took the building down, and it was our government that killed those 3,000 people. I, I don't have time for that nonsense. You must really, really hate your country if you think for even a second that we're going to kill 3,000 of our people so that uh, we can start a war with somebody. I, I refuse to believe that. You know, I think this whole, uh, I think this whole country wants peace. I think the world wants peace, you know, minus a few. Um, I, I just wish we could come up with solutions, you know, um, I know that we haven't, you know, right. even, even you and I talking, my only answer is a tactical nuclear weapon, <laughs> you know, I know it's not Kate Perry's answer, let's hug it out, come on. Yeah, hug yeah, it hug it out. Yeah, bitch, go yeah. to Syria and do a show, let's, let's see what you got. Yeah, like, it, it's, like I said, it, it's weird because, like, I've watched, uh, tons of video footage you know in the past between you know 2001 and today like i was still watching little clips from last night and uh it, it's funny that i i'm watching these videos and these people that are making these videos are saying there is a holographic image and the way they made they edited the video they made it seem like the plane hit but didn't detonate and it shows like a little bomb like exploding like right before the plane hits. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, obviously you looking the the video footage is so bad. I remember what the fuck I saw. Granted it might have not been the angle I wanted to see it in, but I remember what I saw. I saw a big ass jumbo jet fucking plane smashing that building. Yeah. All these little close-up videos of saying, oh no, the government did this, the government did that. Exactly what you said. Why the fuck would our government sit there and kill 3,000 people? And mind you, amongst those 3,000 people, jeez, Nate, what was that? Like, five fucking, five different departments, dude. You have, you, you didn't just lose civilians, dude. You lost EMTs, you lost uh, firemen, you lost the New York City Police Department. Hell, I think I, uh, there was a guy that was only the chief of police that was lost in there. Like, come on, man. Like, for real? Like, I don't know. And then with, with the Pentagon on the same day, I, I see the building up in smoke. And I'm like, okay, what happened here? 
and then the video footage of what I saw uh, on the internet was like they're showing this thing that just zooms right by and smashes into the building. I'm like, okay, that look again like a jumbo jet liner. And then once all the smoke clears, you can see that same little image of that plane. It was maybe in more of a sharper angle than what the World Trade Centers were. But damn, dude, like for real, like how can you sit there and just say remotely our government did it? Like I don't find that feasible. I really don't think that's humanly possible. Like if that was, holy shit. Like really, like that's just... The accusation on that is just remotely barbaric, man. I, I just, it makes me sick to my stomach to think you, we basically sacrificed well over 4,000 people plus. You know, of, uh, all people. the people that died in the Pentagon attack. You know, all the people that died at World Trade Center. All the, the people on the planes. Uh, United 93, you know, that, uh, yep. that was en route to the White House. You know, exactly. Yeah. You know, that that was you know headed to the White House. So it's like, okay, we're gonna blow up the White House too. No, we're not. Jesus right. I, I I don't understand that mindset. Um, I understand not having trust and faith in the government, but with all the clandestine stuff going on, I find it hard to believe that hey, to incite the war, we're gonna go ahead and blow our own shit up. I, I find that hard to believe. And the White House, which has stood for. I, I what is it? 1770. Uh, I would have to say 1775 because Washington didn't take office until 76, right? Now, 76 will be uh, signed the Declaration of Independence. So, so it was well after that. that no, wait was, a minute. I apologize. Yeah, because uh, at one point our nation's capital was Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You know, so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really horrific. I, and I know we're not going to solve anything uh, by talking about it. But at the same time, I think more people discussed it and uh, hit it from a logical point and quit using crazy language. So I'm sorry, Katy Perry, when you say we should hug it out, that's crazy talk. I also yeah. think that the assholes on Twitter talking shit to Ariana Grande was completely out of line. Her show was over. She didn't incite this thing. Um, you're a douchebag for even attempting to blame her for anything. And I don't like the little skank. You know, when she said, I hate America, I hate Americans. At that point, I would say, you know, turn off that stupid salmon cat show because fuck that bitch. You know, right. I mean, you, you want to hate America and hate America, that's fine, but be honest. Be honest. Move. Johnny Depp right. feels that way as far as I'm concerned, and I still like his films, but he's honest. He lives in France. Good. Right. You can have his ass, you know. I heard his new Pirates of the Caribbean movie ain't no good. Fuck him. Right. You can take Tom Cruise, too. Can we get rid of that crazy son of a bitch? <laughs> oh, I'm sure a lot of people love that, and the girls might not like it, but... Hey, I like his movies too, man. I ain't gonna lie. I'm looking forward to seeing The Mummy. I'm kind of on the fence about this whole Top Gun 2 thing, but whatever. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even hear about that. Jeez. Yes. Top Gun 2, and apparently he's going to be a, uh, an instructor at Mirabar. I don't know how the hell this is going to play out, but yeah, it's actually... It's either set, uh, set to start filming or has already started filming. Top Gun 2, can you believe that shit? That's crazy. No, back to a, a logical ex, ex, uh, I, would, I would say logical like uh, way to try to win these guys out. I mean, I think honestly, profile? yeah, to, to profile them, it, it's gonna it's gonna suck because it's it, it's it, it's almost an invasion of privacy. But I think we should form some tact, not tactical group. Well, we might have to. 
We, we, we might have, have, we have one. It's called uh, SEAL Team 6. But no, I'm saying like, have them go door to door and do a registry. You know what I'm saying? Like, like seek them out. Like, think of hot... Well, you see, you can't even think of hot spots. Because, fuck, since San Bernardino's a town. It's not a city, dude. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, you can't really... In this country, I'm going to tell you right now, we are not going door to door and registering people based on their religion. At that point, that's when we've given up our sovereignty as a nation. That's, right. that's dangerous ground right there. Um, I do think... I'm mean, got uh, trigger words uh, should definitely be investigated a little closer. It's already been shown that uh, Mr. Obama was spying on American citizens. Okay, so we know that the NSA, the CIA, and the FBI could tap into everybody across this country. We have surveillance video cameras all over every city. Hell, I can't go to a local Walmart in Podunk ass northern New York, you know, next to a you know hundred acre dairy farm without cameras on every angle you can see everything going on they need to probably start using those sources a little more uh, I, I know the CIA picks up a lot of chatter from overseas because we've obviously got uh, you know operatives that have been you know infiltrated these um, cells so to speak but we've got to get our intel quicker and we have got to start looking at those warning signs sooner and damn it especially in this country we have got to not be afraid of being branded a racist if you see something suspicious, San Bernardino, the, you know, the neighbors are saying, oh boy, they were acting really weird, but we were afraid to say something because of, you know, how we might be perceived. Fuck that. You can call me whatever you want. If I have the ability to save even one life from an assault like this, then you call me whatever you want. I'm happy with it. I'm okay with it. What I will tell you is I'm not the coward that didn't report something that needed to be reported. Right, exactly. You know, and, just... and there's the other end of that. We just saw this, um... Uh, the two people killed trying to come to the aid to that racist son of a bitch that was attacking those Muslim women just for the fact that they were Muslim. He was being an obvious, I hate to say a racist because Muslim is a religion, not a race. You know what I mean? But he was obviously attacking these people, uh, you know, verbally assaulting the hell out of them. And when two people come to their aid, he killed them. Killed them dead. You know, that that's, there's the other side of that argument. Which I get the argument, but you can't just keep reporting everybody because it's it, it's profiling. So I, I'm I'm kind of a pro profiling guy. You know, if you see a guy, I'm sorry, you know, carrying a Quran, looking the part. Why the hell are you gonna grab the 95 year old woman out of line and do a pat down instead of grabbing that guy? Seems to make more sense to me. But I don't know. It's it's dangerous, deadly ground. I don't know if we'll ever get a leash on. It. Left using intelligence we have and Moab these son of bitches every chance we get. <laughs> right. Drop the memo. Ain't those uh MO what is it? Mother of all bombs? Those are yeah. not lethal, right? I mean of course they're gonna kill people, it's, but it's it's not nuclear. Yeah, it's not nuclear. I'd say I'd say we just like I said, try to try to find where their camps are at, man. Drop one, drop two, whatever, and it'll be good. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I mean, because like, we we may never see peace in a lifetime, and it's gonna suck for our, our children, for you know, your daughter, and my daughter, and my my nieces, man. Like, I I literally like, I would fear to leave, you know, our world 
and you know I have to look at my daughter and just be like damn she's going through all that and stuff and I mean it's just it's crazy man and I, I've been told uh, a, a while back I'm not going to say why it was told to me because it's a little too personal but uh basically uh, one note that people should live by every day man is whoever you hold your higher power man just know that you're not promised tomorrow man so in other words man just live your day like it's your last man enjoy it man spend it with good people you know surround yourself with love having a good time hell if you're an alcoholic man drink yourself a beer man if you're a pothead smoke that joint hell if you're a meth addict coke addict man go ahead do yourself a little line whatever the hell you want just have fun live your life to the fullest man because like i said our higher power whoever we hold that to be does not promise tomorrow man if you look at all these acts of terrorism stuff like that i'm not saying that's an act of your higher power that's just an act of stupidity right there and unfortunately some of us or many of us may be in the wrong place at the wrong time so just you know enjoy your life is what i'm saying man well, I agree. Enjoy your life. I'm not necessarily pro-drug. Um, <laughs> other side of that, religious extremism of any kind, uh, I just don't concur with. I think that's what turned me away from the church a long time ago. All this holier-than-thou, I'm better-than-you mentality. Um, I, I, I can't stomach it. I'm not going to talk to this guy if I have a problem. I'm going to figure the fucking problem out myself and work at it some peace. Because that's what actually helps. Um, maybe for some people they feel better if they talk like this. I, I, I don't know. But uh, for me, I have to be proactive and take care of issues. So, Dom, how do you feel about this whole conversation? Oh, yeah, there we go. I, I, oh, boy, I need to get a hold of that son of a bitch. I tell you what. You, you know you know what would have been cool at that part, man? Uh, you, uh, I forgot what Western movie it was. But the little part where they're getting ready to do the little fight goes... Has like that little whistle in the wind. We we should play that. So when we say, "Hey, Mountain Man, what's going on today?" and he's not here, you he just had that little theme in the background, like the good, the bad, and the ugly, huh? <laughs> right, that is. There you go, the good, bad, and ugly, man. That that'd be his clip. Come no, on, but for real, I, yeah, I, I I literally don't know what's up with our brother, man. I mean, me personally, he hasn't even hit me up since last Monday. So I mean, I hope all is well. I hope but, all is yeah. well. Look, you two motherfuckers approached me about this, so here I am, taking time out of my day to do it, when I know you right. guys are as well, but guess what? After I'm done with the talking part, now comes the editing part, and it takes me a long time to get that all done, and it's not even quality editing, so, like, sons of bitches, if we're going to do it, let's do it. If not, oh. let a motherfucker know. Dude, no, that that's quality editing. All the shows you've done so far, dude, are like they come out a lot different than what we're doing right now. Like right now, us is just you, me, and it's like it's a talk thing, and then there's no music in the background. I don't know what the hell you're gonna put on, but damn, when I sit there and you say up, oh, it's up, and I sit there and I fucking go on my laptop and it's like headphones on, fucking grab the beer, kick back, smoke, and I sit there, I hear the music, man, the way you blend the music in, the intro, man, it's just it, brother, you have no idea, man, it works, man, I uh, kid you not, I well, think I genius. Appreciate it. I, don't, I don't know how genius it is, but uh, genius, I enjoy brother. doing it, but yeah, we need to figure something out, because uh, I, I let both of y'all know when I agreed to do this with you, I said I am perpetually early, and when I say we're going to do something, I expect that to be done. Yep. i courtesy yeah. dictates, if you're not doing it, let me know. Cause that uh, right. that starts to irritate me. And uh, Mountain Man, 
You know, there's there's people that have gotten back to me that like Mountain Man, and now here it is, it'll be two weeks in a row he's not here at all, with you know no no fucking warning whatsoever, man. If, if you were at my job, I'd be writing your ass up for that kind of bullshit. <laughs> Here's the funny thing, though, but like again, I didn't want to bring up too much personal stuff, but the fact that I took my mom to the hospital, you had the, at least the audacity and the common sense and courtesy to ask me, you said, hey brother, you're going to be able to do the podcast tomorrow, and I said, oh hell yeah, because I need this, man, this is kind of like my my relief, I can't do my little show, the DJ Sato Night Shift, and talk all night long like this, there's, there's no way, man, but... Um, the fact that I can come on here, you know, the fact that I'm about to hit up, you know, either Scott or Metal Mike and find out if I can go on for a little bit tonight, you know, I, I owe that to my listeners, man, the other night when I had to cut my show off, so, you know, if you want to come on with me, you know, go ahead or after me, hit, hell, brother, shit, let's, let's do the damn thing, man, have some fun in it, man. I got it all but, day safety meeting tomorrow, so I'm not so sure I'll be doing that, I gotta work at least two. Uh, but then I get, uh, what is it, Wednesday and Thursday off. Alright, man, uh, any final words? Oh, man, shit, uh, just tune into thatmetalstation.com to come check out all the DJs, not just Sato and not just Bushy, come check us all out, man, we all have a different brand and style of what we do, we are actually, uh, trying this Facebook live feed stuff, man, so you can actually watch us from home, that's if you want to, you know, you don't want to see my ugly ass, believe that, poor Bushy over here has to look at my ugly ass on Skype. <laughs> but uh no be kind to one another man just be safe uh enjoy the rest of your week man we're getting ready to go into summer and uh yeah fuck man just stay metal man and fucking rock the fuck out catch you guys next week all right outstanding you know what all i want to say is enjoy the rest of memorial day remember those that have followed so that you can be free and spew the shit you want to spew just like we did here and hey, motherfuckers really bye vinyl we'll see you next week Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck? Is this shit. This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week.
Check this out. 